17 of the Mia Sambo podcast. Hey, it's your host, Susie Schaff, here today. And uh, before I bring our esteemed guest from Mia Sun Roads on, uh, today we have with us, we have uh, Toby and Maurice, and I'm so happy to have them both on. I'm going to talk about a little bit of what's going on with the show today. Uh, it's a different starting intro. Hopefully you like it. If you don't, feel free to comment and bag me on it. Um, first, we're going to open up with uh, the Hoffenheim match uh, after going down 2-0 within the first 15 minutes. Byron Ward back with five unanswered goals against Hoffenheim. And uh, the highlight had to have been... <clears throat> Sandro Wagner scoring with his penis. So, yes, we do talk about that. We also talk about uh, Ribery versus Coman on the left. Um, we talk a bit more about uh, uh, Sebastian Rudy, uh, Quentin Tolisso, and Arturo Vidal midfield. Um, then we get on to Serge Nabrian, where he will fit in coming over from Hoffenheim next season. Uh, before getting into uh, Gogo Goretzka, um, and now that that's finally finalized, where his place will be as well. Um, who is leaving? Hint, hint. It's probably a Chilean. Uh, before getting into <laughs> some some Uli Honus problems, sounding like a fanboy over your pancakes. Um, and hey, that's about it. Like I said, it's going to be Toby and Maurice here to join me today, and we will pick up the conversation just now. Enjoy the episode, and uh, yeah, we'll chat whenever. Thanks. 17 of the Mia Sun Wrote podcast. We're going to call this one Go Go Goretzka. Thanks, Toby. Uh, <laughs> joining me today are uh, two of my favorite, favorite guests, uh, both Maurice and Toby from the Mia Sunroad website. Uh, Maurice, how are you doing today? I'm great. How about you? I am fantastic. And Toby? I'm terribly ashamed about that uh, title. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> my my title suggestion was not today, Hoffenheim. Not today. Uh, all right, we can call it a draw. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, today we're going to talk about uh, the Hoffenheim match and some other dealings that are going on around uh, Bayern and maybe talk trash about a little bit of other things in the league because the league is trash, basically. Toby, would you agree? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't, get me, that don't get me started on that. Don't get me started. <laughs> no, this is what we're, this is what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Anyway, before we get into all the nonsense, let's talk about let's talk about the Hoffenheim match first. I'm gonna give a roll call of goals, and then we will delve into tactics and positions and whatnot. Um, in the third minute, 
hi. Uh, Mark Mark uh, scored the rebound on a penalty shot um, from Serge Gnabry, future Bayern Munich player, um, to bring Hoffenheim up 1-0. And then uh, just nine minutes later, he got a right-footed shot on goal um, to bring Hoffenheim up to two. And then Bayern battled back. So uh, Robert Lewandowski scored. It's kind of a cheap goal, wasn't it? But it might have been saved in the 20th minute to bring the score to uh, 2-1. Jerome Boateng with a header for his first goal of the season with a lovely assist from Aryan Robin to bring it 2-2. In the 63rd minute, going into the second half, Kingsley Coleman with a right-footed shot um, with a Robert Lewandowski assist. And then three minutes later, Arturo Vidal scored another great header um, with another Aryan Robin assist. And then in the 90th minute, oh... God, how do I say this? Sandro Wagner. The official thing says tap in, but he scored with his penis. Mm. <laughs> Quite the tap. <laughs> <laughs> with with uh, Rafinha's. Maybe before we get into the tactics, let's let's talk about um, that Sandro Wagner goal. Um, it was his first in almost maybe 11 years for Bayern. Um, and how was, how awesome was that for him to get on the scoreboard? Toby? Um, I'm not sure what was better that he scored or how he scored. <laughs> that, that was the most Wagner thing imaginable to <laughs> score a garbage goal against his former club with his uh, private sector. <laughs> Marius, would you agree? Yeah, sure. It was. um, There, there were some rumors that Mario Gomez would come back maybe during the winter break, and I think with uh, with Wagner scoring as well with his um, yeah with his uh, private parts, I think uh, he's a legitimate. legitimate backup or legitimate replacement there so i'm very happy to see him get on the board and yeah <laughs> it was I'm, really typical, I'm, laughing, typical move by I'm laughing over legitimate replacement <laughs> 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 because there's nothing about that goal that's not hilarious and probably <laughs> probably kind of prototypically sandra wagner right yeah, sure. <laughs> and also, it, it was also uh, nice to see him after that goal, like uh, getting to celebrate in front of uh, the Südkurve. And he was like, after the game as well, uh, he said on on uh, media, he said, uh, well, I will celebrate against any opponent, even uh, if it's my dad or my mom's team. So, um, yeah, you got to love that about him. Yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> how do you... Uh, how do you feel, Toby? How do you feel about celebrating against your old club or or whatever? Or do you think once you're with somebody, you could or are there situational things where you wouldn't? Yeah, I mean, it 
depends on the situation. If it's like someone like, say, Schweinsteiger scoring for Manchester United against Bayern, that's something we're not expect, but where you would assume he wouldn't celebrate because that's like his one club of his career that uh, he belongs to, so to say. But I mean, Wagner has played for like five or six clubs over the last 10 years, so who gives a shit about that? Right. So, so um, speaking of Basti's coming for his, his Abschiedspiel in August with Chicago Fire, What happens if he yeah. scores for the fire in one of the halves? Oh, that's kind of to be expected, isn't it? In a farewell match. Yeah, it yeah, a, yeah. It would be a shame if he didn't get a garbage goal or something. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we can we call can we call Can we call a garbage goal a Sandra Wagner goal now? <laughs> <laughs> might, might be the only thing he, he'll do this season so oh. yeah <laughs> I'm up for that <laughs> okay so all joking aside let's actually talk about the Hoffenheim match uh, Maurice what are your what is your initial impression Well, um, my initial reaction was that I was surprised to see um, Heinkes going into that match against, uh, well, maybe one of the tougher, um, or yeah, one of the tougher opponents in the Bundesliga, um, without uh, Thomas Müller and without Hannes, who've both been um, exceptional um, since the winter break. Um, so I was a little bit surprised to see Vidal, Tolisso and Rudy out there together in, in central midfield. Um, I was very glad to see uh, Coman back in the lineup because I felt like maybe um, Heinkes, after Ribery came back, he kind of gave in and um, had Ribery start um, a lot of matches but um, it was good to have Coman back and um, well uh, it proved to be the to be the right decision as well and Toby the match was in my opinion the same old shit as usual over the last few months Bayern being able to play good football being able to play good attacks to put pressure on the opponent but not capable of doing that throughout 90 minutes and the defense being completely in shambles time and time again the only difference is that this time it happened early as opposed to like say the Leverkusen match where it happened kind of late with a two goal lead already in hand so The, the the time changes, like the sequences within a match change, but the performances in general are always the same. Yeah, it seems like that. They can't they can't or yet haven't been able to perform over a full 90 minutes. Um, you know, you want to bitch about that and, and and Bayern does hold the best goals against record in the Bundesliga, but that's not saying much this season as well. I think, really uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's 16 goals against and Eintracht, Eintracht Frankfurt is in second, right? Correct? With 20? 
Yeah, and I mean, 16 goals against, that's like, I would guess, the average goals they've conceded over the last five or six years per season. And now we've still got about 10 matches or so to go. So uh, I'm guessing that it's going to be a higher number than usual. Yeah, of course. It it, it seems to bear that that out. Um, is there still is there still a problem um, with the defensive positioning? I thought that was something that you had got everything sorted out, but it doesn't seem to actually be that way. Or is this a causation of uh, the midfield? <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, bit, a bit of both, yeah. But I also think he had a short-term solution to fixing the defense, which was just to put practically a third defender in front of the defense with uh, Javi Martinez. But that effect is fading away. I mean, against Hoffenheim, he didn't play, but the matches before that he was on the pitch and things didn't look that much more solid defensively. No, I, I would say the match before uh, um, when Javi played um, in that single pivot, it was nominally a 4-1-4-1 um, that he didn't get a lot of, he didn't get a lot of love from either Kimi on the right or Bernat on the left. Would you, is that is that something you'd agree with or yeah it would help if they tucked inside more often <laughs> but but it's a structural problem obviously Maurice how are you feeling about the um, the Sebastian Rudy uh, Quentin Tolisso Arturo Vidal midfield did 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 Rudy get better here? And by the way, he has no. he has a an official Twitter account now. I saw that. No, I know. I, I, I just, just saw it. On, I just got a notification on my phone. And it said Susie Schaff is now following Sebastian Rudy, who has two thousand nine hundred followers on Twitter. But anyhow. So by the way, go follow. But, so he can hear us um, um, berate him. <laughs> no. So, um, so uh, I think Sebastian Rudy has hit some kind of a of a roughs part now um, during his first season at Bayern um, during the last few weeks or leading up to the winter break already he wasn't featured as often as he was like uh, in the beginning of the year under Carlo Ancelotti for example and I think that got to him at least a little bit and now against Hoffenheim he finally got a chance to to start to start a match again and of course it was against his his old team so he maybe was a little bit extra motivated but you couldn't really make it out on the pitch as far as i'm concerned um i thought he had a rather poor outing had several tough um losses of possession um yeah uh, he just did not seem to be like at the same level he was back in september and october when we were already talking about him being maybe a better option than Tolisso and Vidal there in midfield. And he, he kind of seemed seemed a little bit lost there uh, at, at times. And maybe 
maybe it was because he was left alone also because there was no like not like that partner in central midfield who he could pair up with because both Vidal and Tolisso um, are more like those yeah like those box to box midfielders not um, not that strong in the um, positioning game and in the passing game and maybe that that got to him a little bit but um, yeah he will need to definitely need to to pick up um, where he left off in October and try to find and that uh, that courage again that that we saw from him in those early games because that game against Hoffenheim was one of his um, poorer outings at Bayern as far as I'm concerned. It's kind of it's kind of strange. So, but is the is the fault solely on him? I mean, if you look at the last match with Javi in a single pivot, even though this wasn't the same lineup, Javi didn't have a fabulous match either um toby um how do you feel about the arturo vidal uh quarantine toliso pairing um not so great (laughs) vidal had a decent performance i'd say as vidal gets uh, some very good things some rather insane things toliso I don't think I even noticed him that much. Could could have been anyone on the pitch. He, he didn't do that much. Is that a is that a, a Vidal problem? That to, in, to in the sense perform? in the in the sense that they kind of do the same things and maybe occupy the same sort of space. I mean, it, it's definitely true that they are similar players uh, within the Bayern squad but Vidal was very much focused on the left side and the center and Tolisso had the the right uh, half of the pitch for, for himself there was plenty of space for him to have an impact maybe do some triangle work with uh, Robben and Kimmich but he, he didn't do anything that was a, a waste of a chance for him hmm uh, what happened? Um, so Hoffenheim obviously got off to a wonderful start with the Kimmich uh, penalty and then the second goal. Uh, what happened, Maurice, after the 15th minute? Yeah, it's, it, that is that is a big question. And um, Steffen, who did the analysis for, for Mirsan Roth, was also asking that question and he didn't really come up with with an answer because it's it's kind of hard to find that answer um i think for for one um well bayern got the got their head out of their asses if, if you if you can say that um and tried tried to actually perform a little bit a little bit better and maybe hoffenheim just lost those five to ten percent of extra motivation of extra gear um they did not um attack that far up the pitch as they did in the first 10 15 minutes and um yeah and then bayern of course um also got a little lucky there um with that, with that uh, 2-1 goal, with Lewandowski just getting his foot right in there, and because actually yeah. that would have been that would have been saved had he not tapped. Yeah, sure, sure. That was that was great by Lewandowski. Actually, yeah. um, that that is just where he needs to be in that in in that in that moment. Yeah, but 
yeah, it, it it is really tough to to um, to find that that one thing um, because it what there was no obvious um, change of scheme, change of tactics uh, during that during that uh, period. So maybe maybe Toby has the answer here. I don't know. Toby, yeah, I think uh, like you said, Bayern got their heads out of their asses. At the same time, Hoffenheim put their heads into their asses. <laughs> they stopped the aggressive pressing. They they stopped going for it. Uh, they they just I don't know they they forgot to follow the game plan that worked so well in the early minutes. I don't know if they were scared if they thought with a two goal lead all they have to do is defend if they were afraid of going all attack and losing the lead. But that was they just disappeared after the two goal lead. They didn't do anything anymore. Right. What what does this mean for? Nagelsmann uh, to Bayern does it mean anything I mean this is looking like if this is going to be a thing it's going to be something in the distant future and by distant future I mean like three four five seasons out um not um, maybe the display that that uh, Julian wanted to have uh, at the Allianz Arena, Maurice. Um, yeah, I think um, he he had a he had a good game plan to start the match with with that with that pressing that really um, we are kind of caught Bayern on the on the wrong foot there in the beginning, uh, but then. Um, the, the the team didn't did not follow through that plan for the whole ninety minutes, um, or like we said, um, they they left that plan after like fifty minutes and a two goal lead, and we, we will never know whether that was like what Nagelsmann told them, like you know hit him hard in the beginning and then kind of stay low, or um, if if. It, it, if it was just the players that that felt like a more defensive approach would be would be best um, to keep that lead, but um, concerning whether Nilesman will coach Bayern in the in the near future, I don't think um, that will be dependent by by that one match from uh, from Hoffenheim at at Munich. I mean, Hoffenheim already had good matches against Bayern; they beat them one nil uh, in the Hinrunde um, at Hoffenheim, and. Yeah, uh, um, I think the the bigger problem for Nagelsmann going to Bayern is that, that he is now back, or that Hoffenheim is now back into like tenth or ninth place, ninth place. Right? Uh, am I right? Uh, so, yeah, um, th- that will be a bigger problem for him than just losing to Bayern. Because if if Bayern cannot appoint a manager that has once lost to them, then uh, uh, well, they would be. Yeah, there's nobody. To hire. There's nobody yeah. there, right? <laughs> well, only only few coaches are left. Toby, <laughs> right. so um, uh, a three-man backline for Hoffenheim. Mm-hmm. Is that ideal? Against against Bayern, I don't think it makes that much of a difference these days. Uh, so when your wing backs are running up and down or whatever, I mean, I'm just I mean, looking. I, I'm looking at average positions. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, didn't they play more like a back five? Because I remember Kader Zabek, um being constantly around Coman, despite not having a chance defending him. But but he was always near him. It's not like he was caught out of position. Right. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it either plays like a 5-3-2 or a 3-5-2. Yeah, uh, yep. it was is basically the thing that I think uh, Hoffenheim has been doing for for quite some time because it gives you a lot of um, yeah, a lot of possible scenarios which you can play out. Like you either go to that back three uh, or you you have, and you have a Kalerschabek and Suber, which I think uh, Suber is probably a little bit more offensive uh, minded than Kalerschabek is, um, but. It gets gives you a lot of possibilities, and if you have like those three bigger defenders in there, it can also help you, uh, especially the way that the Bundesliga is played currently uh, in most matches. I think um, no need for Nagelsmann to to change up his his scheme for that one match against Bayern. So, um, moving on from that, let's let's talk about. Uh another Hoffenheim person who is coming back to Bayern Munich next season. Let's talk about Serge. Um, uh, Maurice, what do you think he did well? And I don't know. Do you think he's ready? Well, um, Serge Gnabry, I think, is is a pretty forward scouting report uh, as far as I'm concerned. He's he's a fast player, um, maybe not not Coleman fast, but like um, above Bundesliga average fast. And he, he's got a good he's got a good shot, and he's always looking towards the goal uh, rather than maybe like um, an assist. Uh, what he lacks a little bit for like the typical wing player is like his dribbling skills, which are yeah, not 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 really developed if you want to put it nicely, and <laughs> uh, leave leave a lot of room for improvement. Um, so he's not like that typical player for for your like one on one on the on the outside uh, um, on the wing. But um, I think he he's he basically is a is a very good player if you if you used to play a lot of counter attacks, which a lot of Bundesliga teams obviously do. Um, but I don't know if he will be that good in a, like a positional game that, that Bayern is facing very often, like where you have four or five defenders uh, plus two defensive midfielders around the box and you need to find that very small space to get through and to get to get a, a shot at the goal or an opportunity for a goal or an assist. Um, so th- that obviously remains to be seen and that is something that... Um, by his season at, at Hoffenheim, you cannot, um, yeah, like like fully evaluate. So it it will be interesting to see. It, uh, but I think he he sh- he should should be able to give it a shot next season at at Bayern, especially with uh, with Ribery and Robin both declining and both uh, not yet signed to a, to a new contract. Uh, Toby, building on that. Um, Nabri is not a, a prototypical winger by any stretch of the imagination. Um, does this change things going forward for Bayern into next season? We're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, with the Goretzka signing as well. 
<laughs> yeah, I think the writing has been on the wall for quite a while now that Bayern have to slowly but steadily move beyond the uh, Ribery Robben uh, winger uh, tactics. Be- because these types of players, they're so expensive now. It's so difficult to actually get these playmaking, speedy wingers who move past two or three guys. I mean, when you look at, for example, what guys like Leroy Sané cost after one or two good seasons, that's the starting price for such a winger. So, so Bayern absolutely have to look beyond that and think of other ways of going on with their attack. So... <clears throat> So now that we're talking about this, let's let's talk about the Leon uh, Goretzka signing uh, from Schalke, from Bochum, <laughs> and that's just to slag off Schalke supporters. Um, <laughs> Always a good thing. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, now, now that this is um, a thing. Uh, it's an open question to both of you guys. Um, where where is this place next season? That's a great question. Be- because looking at that signing, it makes sense because he's a talented and already quite decent player who has the potential to become a starting player eventually for Bayern. <laughs> But also, you you wonder, is like a vertical midfielder what this squad needs? Even if you go beyond Vidal, who may or may not leave, who knows? You have Tuliso, who cost like 30 or 40 millions one season with the club. There's still the Sanchez question, although he's completely forgotten already. And uh, I'm not sure, like, does it make sense to sign Goretzka so shortly after having signed Tolisso? But yeah. don't you don't you remember if if we wouldn't have signed him, Barcelona would have got him, and that that is nothing that anybody in the Bundesliga once told. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is also true. You 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 can't let Goretzka go on a free to wherever the hell, you know? Yeah, that's the actual issue. Keep your good players signed. Keep them with a contract that doesn't just run out and stop whining. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge proponent of that. I mean, I mean, you know, everybody in everybody in the Bundesliga fandom bitches about this guy going here and that there. I mean, and where did they want to go, Bayern? Um, and it's good business for Bayern. I mean, to be fair, you know, you getting, I mean, getting Lewandowski on a free. Who gets Robert Lewandowski uh, the best? number nine in the world on a free, you know? Yeah. So, 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 but speaking about Goretzka and everybody else's 
shitty contracts that they sign. Um, <laughs> how do you see Maurice? How do you see a midfield with Goretzka in it next season? Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, I'm actually a, a huge fan of the Goretzka signing, um, kind of for, for the reason that we got him and nobody else got him, but um, also for the reason that I think that he can <laughs> he can actually develop not in, only into like a starting player, but only, uh, also into like a um, yeah like a, a future building block, uh, a central future building block for for that Bayern team. Um, now maybe for for next season it's a little bit tough to find his spot um, on that team uh, because I think if everybody is healthy, I think Thiago will have his starting spot um, secured and I think um, you will also see uh, Martinez back in central midfield so that would also uh, would already be two out of three spots and then a third spot will probably go to either uh, Müller or James and so the midfield is like already done Um, but uh, maybe one or two seasons after that or maybe even the season after that and Martinez then being like 30, 31 years old um, I think Goretzka will come right in there and and um, t- take that spot. Um, although he is not obviously the same player than uh, Javi Martinez, and his uh, defensive stats are are not on par with that. But I think um, if if you have him and uh, Thiago together um, in you don't in, need in a midfield, defense. You, you might not be that dependent on on <laughs> on a strong uh, defensive midfielder. Yeah. So so. Um... Does this signing mean Vidal is gone in summer, Toby? Not necessarily, but I think it does make it a lot more likely. There's, there's also a- because if, if we don't sell Vidal next summer, we will run into the same problem with Vidal than Schalke did with Goretzka, right? Vidal is only on contract for another year. Is that right. correct? Yes. You, you think Schalke would sign him then? <laughs> oh my god I don't you, that would be amazing <laughs> that would be hilarious but um, they, they, they should love him there wouldn't they the ultimate yeah. fighting player yeah uh, that's so yeah. shocking <laughs> but, but it's it seems like all indications that at least to me, that Vidal is off. Yeah, I mean... I think... You go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Who else would it be? I mean, when you look at it, um, Tolisso still far too early to let him go. Sanchez isn't in the equation anyway. He's gone. Uh, Rudy is far too cheap to be a factor in this. He's probably the, the cheapest midfielder in the squad. Um, and well, who else? You, you would be insane to let go of Thiago or Hamas. That, that would just be absolutely dumb. So, right. so yeah. it, it has Kicker, to be. Kicker, Kicker came out after that that signing from Goretzka and said that uh, uh, maybe Thiago is looking for a move because he's no. not feeling valued. But I, I, I call that out for pretty bullshit. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> but, total uh, bullshit. And even. Um, Alex on Twitter, you know, the Barcelona fan. Yeah. He's like, Thiago, come back. I'm like, first of all, his brother left too. So, no. 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, don't I, see that happening. I, they, they would I be just, so stupid to let I go. absolutely <laughs> do not see that happening. I think Chaga is really loyal to Bayern Munich after sticking with him throughout his uh, excessive injuries, and and he knows he has a home there. And I think that's important in the run-up, where maybe, on the other hand, where Vidal is attractive and more of a rock star, it's not that same kind of um, Mia San Mia feeling, if you will. You didn't just say that Vidal is attractive, did you? No, I meant... I, I sure hope you didn't. No, no, that's not what I meant. Did I say? Did I say? That? <laughs> it sounded that way to and me. No, I, I don't want. I don't want to judge, but. <laughs> oh, that hair! It makes me hot. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, what he's been doing on the pitch this season. You know, whatever he's doing with Yup and 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 Hankus has him sort of corralled a little bit, and he's having a very good season, even though he's not technically doing what he's probably supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Am I explaining myself? Well? Yeah, 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 that, that makes <laughs> the, the, the question is whether whether like there is actually like that. Like that uh, deep connecting plan for every player to do what they're supposed to do. Like I'm, I'm not so sure about whether how how um, yeah how's how Heinke sets those those roles for those players. Like Guardiola obviously did um, tell every player to where he has to move on the pitch, where he has to position himself, and Heinke is like letting it go a little bit more. And that is where Vidal blossoms because he he's not that player that you can just put into a system in, and say, well, you move say, from from that yeah, line yeah. to that line and no further. And Vidal is like, no, yeah, that. I'm out. So, okay, no, you explained it totally perfectly, Maurice, because <laughs> I couldn't get my brain around that. But <laughs> that's kind of what I meant. <laughs> Can I just say one positive thing about Vidal for once? Absolutely, Toby. Um, I think that was a bit like too harsh of a judgment, what Maurice just said, because you have to remember that the, I don't know, was it the second or the third Guardiola season? I'm not sure where Vidal did play a role pretty well and effectively, where it was pretty much like this box-to-box midfielder who always pushed into uh, uh, the opponent's box and went for the uh, rebounds and stuff. Yeah. Kind, yeah. kind of like a wild Balak movement. Um, <laughs> so, so if the role fits what he does, he can do it. The problem, of course, is that he's a player who doesn't really have a spot in an active ball-oriented system. That's probably more of the problem. Yeah, that puts it a little bit better, I think. 
So this segues. Oh, sorry, Arturo. No, no, no. We love you. We do, we do love you. We think you're crazy, but we love you. <laughs> uh, this kind of segues next into um, um Uli, Uli Honus's comments, um, paraphrasing Uli, was like, we have no plan B. We are depending on you to train Bayern Munich next season. I don't know. And then he's looking for Yogi Liv. I'm not quite sure. Um, Please not. What a what the hell is going on right there, Toby? If only I could find an explanation for what he's thinking. He either he's completely lost his mind, which I don't think he he's that 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 awful yet. I think they do have the problem that all the potential coaches they have considered have some sort of flaw, which makes perfect sense because a coach who doesn't have an apparent flaw wouldn't be available. Right. So, so they're trying to find like, uh, like another uh, Guardiola uh, thing where you get the coach who's like the perfect choice for that situation they're not going to find that they have to take a risk maybe it's Tuchel where they have to take the risk does he get along with the players with the board they have to take a risk with uh, Nagelsmann does he have it yet they have to take a risk with Niko Kovac where like the entire thing is one big risk because what the hell has he done to even be considered for this <laughs> right I, I, looking over looking over those so, rumors so, in the last few days I'm like what even the uh, hell that, is going <laughs> on right now well, that's actually, like, actually Niko Kovac did one thing he, he played two or three seasons for Bayern or at least he was on the <laughs> roster so <laughs> it, it reminds yeah, me yeah, and he's like, currently coaching a team in the Bundesliga so those are two things you got going for him <laughs> I, it's I, like I, when, you, when, when you look back a couple of uh, years ago and you read like these old rumors oh Mirko Slomka Bayern oh I don't know what who what type of guy would go to buy and like like these flavors of the month who have a string of three or four months of successful work are immediately considered a potential buy-in coach and then they just like everyone else they just fall off the cliff they get sacked one year later hey don't don't you hate on uh, on Mirko Slomka? Um, I was a pretty big. <laughs> Actually, fan of, of I would his, say I would I, I would <laughs> I would pick Slomka over Kovic. <laughs> that, that might just be a like, good like opinion. Back, yeah. back in the days, Mirko Slomka. Like now, Mirko Slomka. I don't know. Is he in 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 Turkey somewhere? I don't know. Um, maybe not. Uh, but back in the day, Mirko Slomka, he was like kicking some ass in the Euro, uh, Europa League. Uh, with with Hanover, <laughs> but uh, but that's not the topic right now. I, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. We we can we can wander off to wherever we want. But to bring it back in, uh, one uh, there is a danger in bringing. Uh, I 
Henkes is never coming back next season, and I don't care what Uli Honus says. It's not happening. I mean, if it did happen, I don't know. Give me a bet where I have to run around and do something horribly embarrassing. I just don't. <laughs> I don't think it's it's going to happen. But beside that, it's it's tactically and and personnel wise, it's a really really bad decision. I think. So what Hankus did and what he's brought in to do was to kind of solidify and tighten up the team, but he's not necessarily a tactical genius. He's not reinventing the wheel. No, he isn't. Um, and I, I think he was never really, really asked to do that. Um, I mean, he's, he's really good in, in stabilizing the team, like you said, and putting them back into a normal or, or maybe even above normal uh, form. Um, but you can't expect from him uh, at his um, age right now to, like, like you said, like be the leader of that um, that um, huge, huge um, rebuild that Bayern is going through within the next three to four years. Um, so I don't know. Um, maybe it is really that the the, the dream candidate that they, that they are looking for isn't available until like 2019. And that is where they're pushing so hard. Or, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know why else they would um, put poor old uh, Jupp in that spot um, <laughs> every damn day. Because, like, every time now that he's in a, in a presser, like, there is that one question, why don't you consider coming back? Uh, do you even consider coming back? And I think he, he's, he's really tired of that by now. <laughs> no, of course he is. And I'm, so. I'm still rightly waiting. So. I'm still waiting for him to go like full Osram to turn purple <laughs> at the mention <laughs> of the damn question. But Toby, w- would you agree? Like keeping him on for an extra season, it's it's a especially for the for the younger players um it's a tactical regression for them they're not gonna learn anything new 100 percent, absolutely it would be an awful move for anyone involved and it, uh, but if if we take if we take Ribery back for another year, we might as well give give oh, another shot. Oh <laughs> okay, so so speaking on that, because I have both of you here, um, what do you what do you guys do with Ribery's and Robin's contracts? And saying that, what do you think the club will do, Maurice? Yeah, um, <clears throat> um, I'm. I, I got. I gotta say, I'm also team anti Ribery. Uh, <laughs> I, I I would not. Um, I would not um, give him another contract um, for, for next season. Um, I would say, uh, I would tell him, well, Frank, you you've been 
like the most valuable player in the last 10 years at Bayern. Um, you basically got, got us out of that, to quote um, Donald Trump, shithole of, uh, <laughs> of where we were <laughs> during the mid-2000s and put us back onto the international map. But there's, you know, there's always a time where you have to step step aside and let like the, the new players um, and the youngsters um, take their place. And that that moment is is right now. Uh, just because I, I don't see Ribery like by, yeah, like saying, well, okay, I understand that, and I I just want to play like the last 15 minutes of every game. No, he's like, I want to play every every game from the start because I think I'm still world class I think I can still go up against Lionel Messi and I'm still better than him and that's just it's not true it, it's anymore. not the case and it's it's not it's not not even close anymore um, I, I it was never true but it was but like right now it's it's like not even close um, and so like I would say maybe Ribery well you know, you already know Qatar because we go there every year for for our, for our practice. Um, so why don't you go there for a year? <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, Toby? so that is my thought on on Ribery. Right on, Toby. I agree. I would tell him either you shave off that. 10 million that's in your contract and you play for a lot less than what you're earning right now and also play play a lot less or you you just leave because there's no way Bayern could seriously decide to spend another 12 or 13 million euros of salary uh, for a guy who doesn't really add that much anymore that, that's just crazy so um but what do you do with with the both sides contract so we're also talking about Aryan robin and then uh talking about um a decision that has to be made by the club would they ever extend an Aryan robin contract without extending ribery yeah, I think I think I think they do so. That's yeah, I, I don't see. You think why so? Not. Like, oh yeah, come but, on! Um, I, I mean, think that think, the, the, the two of them are not like tied that close together. I, I don't think, despite um, what has been said, I don't think they they are close um, close friends. I think Robin probably isn't is not friends with anybody on the squad like real friends. So um, I, I don't see why they should say like. Yeah, uh, I think you need to make a business decision there. No, I know. But they, you know, when it comes to loyalty, they never make really good business decisions either. Also, you have to say you have to say like loyalty. Loyalty is a good uh, word there that Rom is a lot more likely to say, well, I'm just going to leave, go somewhere else for another year or two. With Ribery, I think that there really is that decision like extend for another year because he's not done yet or he finally understands he's done and retires for good. With, with yeah, Robin, like Robin, I, Robin, will, Robin will leave through the door like by himself and like Ribery is like, yeah, that, exactly. like, is like that, that guy you have to actually push out of push the door. Push out of the door. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
totally, um, totally yeah. understandable. So, so, um, if hedging, let, let me just ask one. Let me just add one thing. If if they decide to give Robin a new contract, which I would um, be be a fan of, um, I think what you should do is like put a put like or make that contract like really tied to Robin actually playing uh, a lot of games because with the injury history that he has. Um, Maybe try to like try to cut the basic uh, basis salary and then uh, yeah make him make him play games to actually earn the money because if he's like injured all the time it's it's no good. Right, but I think although I, I don't know I don't know whether Ayn Rom wants to take that deal. Of course, no, I think he would take that deal. I think he absolutely would. I yeah, don't he, think he, he, I don't he can go back Ribery to he can would, go back to I don't think Ribery would take that deal at all. I don't know. I, I think Robin can, is is still too young to go back to Feyenoord and he can do that in like 2 or 3 years um, but I think for for at least next season he's he's still he could still uh, be a be a valuable asset for Bayern. Maybe not the way he's performing right now but um I surely hope to see him kicking to another gear come March. So talking about uh, Aryan Robin, like a performance-based contract for next season, what's not going right for him this season? He's been relatively healthy. Um, and what's happening is, is the play uh, coming down too much towards the left or or what what is this Maurice hmm. that that's actually that's actually a tough one um, I, I, I'm not so sure he he, he seems to, to um, be less involved as you said like he it does does not um, yeah get, get the ball as often that's may, maybe the wrong thing to say because he still has he still has his his touches um, I think but um, yeah um, the left side with with uh, Alaba seems to be more in focus and um, yeah it's 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 tough to to find the thing that is wrong with him maybe it's really his his current his current uh, his current form that's just a little bit down and maybe he's also lost that one step on on the defenders that that he used to have um but yeah like 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 finding that big one thing that is missing from his game like where you can really point at and say yeah that's why he is he's worse than in the last few years i don't know um i just looked at his stats and the only thing that is really apparent is that um his 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 take on his his dribbling numbers are, are down from the from the past season so he has his his lowest dribblings per game since he's joined Bayern. so that is maybe one thing toby so just looking over the last match um arian had a couple of assists in the in the game um and getting back to Maurice, yeah, he has lost a step. I think he's more willing to pass off instead of uh, shoot or or try and score a goal. Um, your assessment on Robin? He, well, yeah, he's he's lost a step, obviously. 
Uh, also, I do think that the current stuff that Bayern plays, the system, if, if you could call it that, um, doesn't generate that many of those typical moments where you have the opposition focusing on the other wing and then you get the ball towards him and he's got some space to work into or to run like against the run of defense to cross them that's a situation you barely see anymore so it's the combination of these things that he's gotten a bit slower and less explosive and also he has to operate a lot more uh, in situations that aren't really suited to him, like receiving the ball at the touchline with two or three guys around him, where all he can do is like a play one, play a one-two with a Kimmich or something. It's many things, but mainly it's just that he's getting older now. Okay, so Robin contract, Ribery, no, Maurice. <laughs> Yeah, that would that would be my call. If if somebody would would uh, ask me, then that would be my advice. <laughs> <laughs> and Toby, I would tell them to listen to Maurice and do exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, there, by the way, Raf- Rafinha's th- contract is is expiring as well. Just a quick take. You think Rafinha one more year or try and no. look elsewhere for a backup? Rafinha is gone. Such a pity, isn't it? It is, and and I'm it, and hopefully, I mean, only because Rudy can play that that Kimmich spot as well, right? He's supposed to, yeah. He hasn't done well, much uh, I'm, at Bayern yes, yet. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's why that's the thing. All right. Yes, he's gone. If, if, if he if he wants to, I think that is the deciding <laughs> question. I think uh, the the ball is like on the side of of Sven Ulrich at that position. If he says I, I want to go back and sit on the bench for two more years, then well, of course we're going to sign you to an extension. I think he he's proven himself this season. But if if he wants to go back and play regular on a regular basis, um, he can play then, almost anywhere. Yeah. yeah, can he? Surely, I. Yeah, I think he can. He can. I, I don't think there are that many clubs that would let go of their current keepers to give him like that spot. Yeah, that's true. But he is. Enough. But he, but he has the talent to do so. I mean, remember, I, he was gone until he got hurt preseason and it ended up being the best thing in the world for Bayern Munich. Yeah, sure. But like, like I'm thinking, assuming he wants to stay in Germany, I mean, it's way too, way too many clubs uh, abroad that he could uh, choose from. What would the options be? Maybe something like, I don't know, like Mainz or something. No, or maybe, uh, or maybe leaving, maybe leaving Germany. Yeah, but even then and there, it could happen anywhere if he chooses a club with any ambition. He he wouldn't have that much of a standing. And, like, let him play four or five matches like he's done at the beginning of the season. Poor performances, really insecure. And he's benched again and earns probably like a third of what he earns right now. 
Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't that, think that, that, that is a case. But but I think I think if if you look at the Bundesliga, I think um, Berlin would should be happy to take him. Um, I think it, it, he would be an upgrade for for teams like Freiburg as well. Um, the question is, does does he want to go there? And that remains to be seen. I mean, do you want to win titles or? That's so shitty. This. Or he can join. <laughs> he can join Hamburg in the in the in the second league and try to, try to get promoted <laughs> oh, back to the God, first league next season. Let, please, <laughs> please, please let this happen. Um, and going on b- beyond that, uh, Juan Bernat. Oh God! Please keep him. Yeah, but his contract isn't expiring, is go. it? He's. The, uh, I would understand if if he wants to leave, but just give him give him a bit more money. Like, what kind of money would Bayern spend for such a player if he pl- still played like in Valencia, for example? Right. He, he he would easily be worth like twenty five, thirty millions by now. And instead, they're just gonna let him go. I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that would I be such a dumb so. move. Yeah, because because you would need to bring in another defender actually to replace him, and like like you just said, you you got to go out there and spend probably like twenty million or fifty million to find like equal talent, and yeah, I I don't hope they do that. Um, otherwise, yeah, because yeah. also with uh, Friedel going to Bremen, and and he obviously Friedel is not someone who who could replace uh, Juan Bernat for next season as a like. Um, on, on the same level certainly not I mean and this is the kind of same situation as Ule uh, where he was auditioning really really well to move away in preseason and then got injured right yeah yeah, um, I, he he had a pretty good preseason. I mean, he, there were some points during the preseason when I was like, "Well, why don't we give uh, Bernard a shot um, ahead of Alaba for for the starting lineup for a change?" Um, but but then of course the injury happened and that then everything went well down the went train. south. Just in case Bernard decides to leave, I just checked and the contract of a certain Diego Contento expires in June. Diego oh. Armando Contento. Yes, let's bring him back. Let's, let's go all vintage. <laughs> also, buy oh, you, 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 you. Uh, what is what is Pranic up to those days? <laughs> I, I think he he last played in like Cyprus or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Contento would be a, another wonderful readdition to the Bayern Munich <laughs> to, to the reserves. <laughs> All right, um, you guys want to talk about? Um, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang for a moment, getting out of Bayern. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Come on, it's, Breeze, it's a, it's You ter- have to have it, an opinion. It's a terrible loss for for the league that he's not joining Bayern instead. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
That is that is too bad. <laughs> but, but like uh, getting serious for just one second. Uh, his behavior hasn't always been perfect. Obviously, I don't think anyone can deny that. But the way things have been going recently, you also have to wonder maybe some stuff happened behind the scenes where he got so hurt emotionally over I don't know what that that he wants out. What? Yeah. Of, of, co of course, you all, all only ever hear about uh, he, uh, the stuff he does and how he misbehaves, but you don't know what happens behind the scenes that he doesn't bring to the press and the club won't talk about. So it's like, <laughs> get, sell him, He get, he's happy somewhere else, you get the money, get someone else and are, you're happy, so just get on with it. But I don't want to judge anyone that thing. <laughs> I think it's a <clears throat> it's a really interesting question, though. Like, what is so horrible about Beval Bay that uh, Abamayang and Dembele want to leave? I'm sorry, my phone just went off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounded really dramatic for a second there. <laughs> it was it was Game of Thrones, very very dramatic. But, I was hoping you'd come up with a hot take now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this isn't the hot take right now. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Bring like it on. like, what is what is so bad about the club that makes players like that want to seek elsewhere. Is it Hans-Joachim Batzke? So like getting back to, to series, I, I, I don't know because I don't have um, like I don't follow B4B this uh, like in depth like I uh, would need to um, in order to like have a, like a serious opinion on that um, but but yeah um, obviously a lot of players um, had like their turmoil there um, like you said Dembele and Aubameyang but it might also just be the players that is also could also be the case like players that want to just you know earn more money because they see they they could like double or triple their salary um, never under, underestimate that as well <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, there's also um, the example of uh, Miss Lintard, the former head scout guy who decided to join Arsenal instead. Uh, the The main story was because Tuchel treated him like shit, but I mean, he left the club like half a year, an entire year after Tuchel had been gone. So, yeah. If everything went well inside the club, he would have probably would have stayed because things are great. But there must be more to that, and it takes a lot to make the current Bayern situation appear stable and and controlled. But Dortmund are doing a great job of making uh, Hoeneß and Romani look good right now. <laughs> Abs absolutely, and that's like a complete fallacy, I think, as far as. <laughs> As far as everything goes. Um, so, anything else, Ad? Do we want to talk about, do we want to talk about Quirkut uh, as the new Stuttgart coach? I'm excited. Yeah, um, 
great signing. Um, if you if you count like his point averages from every team so far together, he's like at 3.3 points per game. And if he, if he can get that at Stuttgart, great great, great signing there. <laughs> that's, no, um, you know um, that's um, never like, happening. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, I actually live in Stuttgart, and so I have a lot of lot of VfB friends. Um, and like yesterday, everybody was like, well, what the heck just happened? Uh, because nobody could understand that. Everybody was like really, really mad. Um, so, yeah, it, it's up for Corkut now to, to prove everybody wrong, I suppose. <laughs> I think, I don't know, looking at it out as an outsider, it's kind of a lateral move, maybe. Maurice? Yeah, like falling down the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. No. Okay, I was no, trying. Like, like, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I really, don't, I really don't see where they're going with that move because so far, Corkut, I, I, I suppose he had that like half a season at Hanover where he looked decent, but other than that. Wow, um, there was like nothing really there. Uh, um, yeah, of course that that last year at at Leverkusen was a total um, yeah clusterfuck, but that was wasn't actually because of him, but just because of the situation where like Rui Feller said, well, here's your job, but you can only do it half a year because like in, in the summer we're actually looking for somebody qualified for that job um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know um, it, it, it is a really strange signing and it's strange that there's nobody else that they thought could do it better um, because the only worse option than him I, that I can see right now is Michael Fronzek and that, that, will, <laughs> that, is, that is saying something <laughs> Maurice, I, I wasn't aware that you lived in Stuttgart, so I had a group of Stuttgart fans save my life in a Bundesliga match in, what was it, 2012 with Gomez? It was like 6-3, and the fans were rioting outside of the stadium, and, okay. I, had, and I had to walk through them to get to the train. Yeah, yeah, they, they are strange people sometimes. <laughs> it was it was a really really bad situation. Anyway, these guys that I had met at halftime pulled me back like I was about to walk in. I'm like I'm gonna die or go to hospital. <laughs> shit. But <laughs> shit. <laughs> but I'm gonna do this, and they pulled me back in and took me to the uh, to the Stuttgart club next to the stadium to hang oh, out okay. and yeah. wait everything out. So <laughs> yeah. I got, um, uh, I got really, like, like, really just, lucky just... to not get my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I think yesterday or the, the day before that was like the, I think four year anniversary of that, of that uh, Thiago bicycle kick against uh, Stuttgart in the, in the oh 93rd minute. It's and been I posted was, all over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I was at that game and I was actually sitting uh, right next to uh, Kanschler Kurve, which is like the, um, like the, the, like the Südkurve from Stuttgart. Right. And so of, 
obviously me and my friends, all Bayern supporters, were like jumping up and celebrating the ga the goal. And I've never had that man uh, that many uh, beer uh, beers thrown at me. So yeah, <laughs> tough day <laughs> for the Stuttgart fans, obviously. My my night ended up they t they took me to um, like a Harley Davidson bar in Stuttgart. Oh my god! Okay. Yeah. Do you, know it? Do you remember? Do you know it? No, I actually don't. So, oh, okay. I have to think of the name, which I don't know right now. But they took me to some crazy ass place to wait out my train back to Frankfurt so I could fly back to Florida the next morning, and it was <laughs> it was the most absolutely insane evening. Even that day after the match, the Bayern bus was parked like right up to the Stuttgart door for the training for the training room. So there yeah. was no space. You just hopped on the hopped on the bus and that was it. <laughs> and I took a picture in front of the bus and I had a Bayern shawl out and some <clears throat> crazy old lady, she's like over 80 years old came and slapped my shawl out of my hand <laughs> while I was taking the picture and I'm like yeah I wasn't even mad I'm <laughs> just so <laughs> wow yeah Stuttgart people yeah. they're the worst <laughs> <laughs> no it was in the end it ended up being a really really cool experience but There were some really dodgy times where I thought I might die in the middle of it. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else today? No, I think we're good, right? Yeah. All right. Um, Maurice, uh, where can we find you online? Uh, um, you can find me on Twitter um, and my handle is at thunder24mh alright and Toby twitter at red robbery or probably soon www.hoenesout.com uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Toby please please make this check, happen ch check the sky for some plane with a banner behind it <laughs> I've already called Arsenal and they're willing to lend it for a few weeks. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely brilliant. And uh, hey, I'm at um, the Susie Shaft, T H E S U S I E S C H A A F, on the tweets. And we're all a part of the Mia Sun Rote group. Um, they do things a lot better than I do. I just chat. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you both so much for being a part of today. And uh, we'll get back to you sometime next week. Tschüss. <laughs> Ich hab gewonnen, bin ohne Kommen, ja, ihr Herz gemacht. Ich hab geträumt 
Ich hab gewonnen mit Ohren.